also fun is that Sophie, this is her first experience with Hunger Games. I didn't know oh, what, shit. I didn't read the first two, nor did I see the movies, and it was, I figured it out kind of. All I knew about Hunger Games was that, like, they wore jewelry. <laughs> yeah, and they were a little hungry. <laughs> I didn't really get that they were hungry. Even. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. Good podcast, bad books and stuff. That's what we are. And uh, this is a, a, a very special episode. This is episode number 268. Oh! We've now done as many episodes as the official Bible verse of the Passion Conference, mm-hmm. Isaiah 26.8, which, as far as I can tell from their website is a conference about using grunge fight, uh, grunge fonts and auto-playing music to win over the Christian youth. Well, more with honey than vinegar, I suppose. <laughs> You're catching Speaking. flies, yes. Yes, catching flies or wayward youths. Yeah, but like salad, it's way more with vinegar than honey. Sure. Yeah, I'm mean, not catching salad, but like making it taste better. Yeah, but you're not pouring youths over leaves and tossing them. I am. <laughs> That's a little different. Speaking of things that take a good concept too far, this week we're talking about Mocking Jay by Suzanne Collins. Mm. Yeah. Final book. It's the final book in the Hunger Games series. We made it to the end. Yep. No, no more prequels, no spin-offs, just this. Everyone's full. The game has been played. Yeah. Pure Hungry Games. Mockingjay isn't a real kind of bird. No. It is not. It is not. Also, the Mockingjay in this book uh, just sings passages of songs back to you, Mm. which is not mocking. No, that's just that's just repeating. Depends on the song. It should be called could be called parrot. Parrot bird. Or just parrot. parrot. Like a parrot. A mocking Jay would be like, you'd sing, and it would be like, that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a mocking Jay. I believe I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> or it would sing it back to you just in a, like, a sarcastic tone. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me at the hanging tree. I get it. <laughs> uh, if you want to read this book for free, you can get it uh, from audiblepodcast.com slash read and be- weep. I am mealy mouth this morning. Yeah, you are. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. You can get a free audiobook just for signing up for a trial membership. And you support our show at the same time. Keep the book and the support of our show, even if you cancel your membership. Also, if you want to sponsor an episode on your own, you can go to read-weep.com slash sponsor. And you can sign up for our mailing list. And there will be more episodes available to sponsor soon. And that's the only way to do it. Get on the mailing list. Do that now. Lastly, we have some we have some sub hype. We have some new meat buddies. Meat buddies. Hey guys. We love our meat buddies. Some new people are coming to Meat Town. So Sophie's making a disgusted face. I don't like meat. I don't either. But I like I don't like the term meat buddies. I've been against it from the beginning. Um but I do like our meat buddies. Uh, those people who have decided to underwrite the show with a small monthly donation. And we oh. have two new people to thank oh. this week. Uh First up, we have to thank Emily, who has uh, just sponsored an episode recently and has been a good friend of the show since the beginning. Mm. I have a painting of Space Shark uh, in my living room that she yeah. sent us a while ago. Wow. Emily's been great. Uh, so thank you for joining the ranks of the Meat Buddies. Also, uh, we had another donor this week who wished to remain anonymous. Ooh. So mm. we're just going to... Ref- it's probably someone from the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> she could be. Uh, we're just going to refer to her as the Baroness Von Moneybags. So mm. thank you, Baroness, yeah. for uh, 
supporting our show. When you're yeah. anonymous, you get a kind of unflattering nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have chosen your own nickname, but you didn't get. Actually, speaking of unflattering, uh, the 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 Baroness likes would like to express her displeasure with the term "meat buddies" as well. So oh, yeah. Now it's two votes against everybody. It else. might be me. It could be. You. <laughs> Maybe we should start calling them thoroughbreds. I just feel like I don't get to talk about thoroughbreds enough. Really? Yeah. Like the kind of horse? Like yeah, horses? that sounds like yeah, a bit insulting like a really also. fast, good horse. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but also like... Uh, no, it has nothing to do with anything. I just like saying thoroughbred. Yeah, it that's a, good it's good. It has like a lot of vowels in it and a digraph. Mm. Yeah. Two digraphs, I think. What's a digraph? It's two letters together that make one sound. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, like T-H, th. Yeah. And these... O and G H. Thoroughbred, it's sort of a. Uh. <laughs> I love the middle of thoroughbred where you say. <laughs> yeah. Unlike the quite straightforward and pedantic quarter horse. <laughs> well, you guys all came here to laugh and to learn. Digraph is the phrase of the day. Word yes. of the day. And. Also, thank you to our meat buddies, all of our meat buddies, and our new meat buddies. Go to redistrict.com slash meat buddies, and you can join the ranks there. We appreciate the donations very much. Uh, let me introduce you to your panel now. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm your host. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And joining me today from Brooklyn, New York, he's at C. Walter Smith. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Meow. I'm a stylist in the capital who deals in fur underwear. Hello. <laughs> uh... uh she ends up uh, like that's not a bad backup job. No, right? it's not. If if you have done extensive cosmetic surgery to make yourself into an ugly cat person, yeah, with real whiskers and a real tail, maybe mm. very attractive for a cat person. Yeah, mm. uh, let's talk about the term "real tail" <laughs> because, <laughs> like, yes, it's a tail, but it's not real. Is it connected to her central nervous system? Does it like help her balance? Like, <laughs> sure. It's, we don't that's not ever discussed it depends on what kind of cat crobatics you're doing yeah oh yeah I'm and in the, in the fuzzy underwear store might be a lot i just thought that like fuzzy underwear store was like she did get her own small business like it seems like she might actually be doing a better job than when she was like it's got she's got her own hours you know she's setting her own pace yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't hate it but i'm a glass half full kind of gal <laughs> Sort of I, like I, st- I still just want to argue that if you're not hanging from trees with the thing, it's still a vesticle <laughs> tail. It's just not. Wait, you- cats and dogs don't hang from trees by their tails. That's true. <laughs> but cats do jump on things and they use their tails for reasons we can't understand. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, like I'm with you there. Cuteness, I- among other things. <laughs> Yeah, they like are. I don't know. I never. This doesn't seem. I just think I'm right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Also joining us today in our Brooklyn studios, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Please welcome back Tanya Davis. Yeah, I um, I've been passed out for a while. So if you guys could just help me get up to speed on what's been going on, that'd be great. Oh, uh, uh, oh, I know one. <laughs> it's windy. Ooh, oh, it's that's that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Uh, how about vast I, political changes in the world? Has, sure. Have yeah. yeah. If there's been some like exhaustive political backstory going on while I was like sleeping it off, that'd yeah, be or a lot of people died. Oh, really? Can well, you name a lot them of people really did die. I mean, that's just that's just everyday life. Yeah. Mm. Sunrise, yeah. sunset. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, like, they firebombed an entire country. Oh, see, Alex just brings it down a notch with I, every sentence. <laughs> what I like is that when you said you just slept it off, I can't, it was, for a while I didn't realize you were talking about the main character. I thought you were just talking about you, the, the reader. 
Uh, oh, but, no. Yeah, she... She does spend a significant portion of the book passed out, as usual, like all of the heroes in young adult fiction. Hmm. Yeah. I, Sometimes yeah. it's too traumatic to be awake. It's hard. We have a lot of those. I wish there was like, there should be a name for that or like a warning sticker on the book that's like, caution, you might get into this hero, but she'll be passed out during all the good parts. That's I mean, okay. Everyone who's sleeping has better sex. Ooh. What? <laughs> you yeah, mean you during the about sleep? That. I don't know. Like, if you're sleeping and you wake up and you get to be having sex, then that's such a joy. Oh, sure. Um, mm. I mean, I know it doesn't happen in the book, but it could. You mean you just like a breakfast of champions, as they call it. <laughs> no, I like, I like this new, like, lifestyle element that we're bringing to the podcast today. Like, I just, I want to know more. Like, what else should we be eating that isn't kale? Like, just, like, just keep updating us. So, apparently, <laughs> sex it, breakfast. Sex breakfast. So, Kale, obviously. But then what else? Yeah. I mean, I guess keep listening, guys, because we're going we're gonna to uncover a lot of stuff here. Breakfast is the theme of the day. Mm. Uh, also, Bryn, Br- I'll just give you a spoiler, a slight spoiler. Brazil nuts. Oh, okay. Mm. For the testosterone. No. Thank, no. Thanks, Tim. No, no go home, Alex. No. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Don't you guys, Chris, at least, I mean, you're the only one here. No, yeah, I, I remember, certainly but... remember this. It doesn't mean I like it. Yeah, and butter pills. Just butter supplements. <laughs> <laughs> I like butter pills. Why have we not talked more about butter pills before? Because it's this a butter is the pill to games. swallow. You know when it's you know when it's hard to get butter pills when you're living in a dystopian future and people are firebombing your cities. It is. That's the biggest tragedy. But of like, what does it say about me that every meal described in this book, which are which are like vegetable stew mm-hmm. and like. Br- like gruel. a gruel i'm like yeah that sounds really good <laughs> it's so wholesome. Yeah. it says that you've been a vegetarian for a long for time the gruel long. sounds like well that sounds hearty i'd do that yeah. i mean and it's cold and so it's like yeah i want it because they'll say it they'll say a, a, a word that sounds good like onion they'll be like onion gruel, onion gruel. Mm. yeah it really is about the spices oh, man. when it comes to gruel yeah, yeah. i'd murder I- a capital city orphan for some onion gruel <laughs> wow. that new voice you heard joining us for the first time on the show uh she is the producer of the zine and website neutronsprotons.com and uh in new orleans with us it's sophie johnson hi i don't i wouldn't call it a zine i that hurts my feelings actually oh, oh no. it's a literary journal oh, oh no zines are for like people under bridges aren't you <gasps> also organizing a zine festival <laughs> yeah but like that's it's under a bridge mo- but it's it going to be for people under bridges. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm around people who make zines, but they don't have right. houses. I'm like, here we are in my house. I'm so sorry. Uh, I have a literary a journal. A literary journal and website, Neutrons po- Protons. <laughs> Fuck, I give up. No, it's okay. You're good. You should You should have... Uh, okay, first of all, I say zine with the most love. You do not. I do, 100%. I had a zine for a long time. I love zines. I've been to a lot of zine symposiums. I'm for it. Yeah, okay. and you're when you go home to under your bridge... <laughs> when I, I've slept under a bridge. You can keep thinking yeah. about your zine. That's not what we're I talking love- about today, Alex. <laughs> okay, but it's a literary journal because um, I can cite Faulkner. Do you... Mm. Okay, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm getting aggressive maybe but don't do say it then bind it, do you bind it yourself well no okay great then that's all i, want. I mean yes <laughs> <laughs> but right. but past editions no okay not it, th- this one is spiral bound name another zine that's spiral bound 
I mean, I could just make up a word. But this is this is convenient for I know no zines. Foot space. So you don't know. That's not. That could be a spiral bound zine. Okay. Do you know where they don't have zines? Is the capital? No. Uh, they do in, in all the other areas of Panem. Let's find out once and for all what's actually going on in the Mockingjay, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us, Sophie. Sorry, oh, I insulted your no, literary I, journal. I like you, and it's a zine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the highest class zine that you can it's imagine. Sure. Or the lowest class literary journal. See, <laughs> yeah. I just start talking, and then I don't know where I am. Uh, Chris. Yep. I, I'm going to need you to summarize uh, this book for us. There's a lot going on. Okay. And today, I'd like you to summarize in the style of a well-edited propo. Oh, okay, great. Um, I'll just need some like uh, news background music. You know that dung, dun dun da da da. Oh, I was gonna go. After the events in Book Two, Catching Fire, District Twelve is in rubble, and Katniss, Finnick, and the survivors of District Twelve are now taking refuge in the previously secret District Thirteen, which is an underground fortress. They have nuclear weapons and all the weapons they need to put on the rebellion for the capital. But what are they missing? A spokesmodel called the Mockingjay. <laughs> now, they really want Katniss to be the Mockingjay for them. But uh, she needs to get a, her head on straight first. She's recovering from a concussion. So she has to yeah. spend some time uh, just wandering around asking what things are and being introduced to the world. So we know what's going on. Uh, uh-huh. But eventually she does choose to be the, the Mockingjay, which means that she wears a special costume. And she says bad things about the capital government uh, because it's the rebellion versus the capital. Uh, the rebellion is led by somebody called Coin. The uh, capital is led by President Snow, who is bad. Because everybody is named after an inanimate object. That's just the way the world works. No, at that point. they're they're named after rich stuff. Coin is like rich stuff, and Snow is cocaine. <laughs> Snow is purity. That sweet sweet coca. Uh, uh, yeah. Keep going. Well, I mean, President Button, uh, who takes over later, is going to have a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so she agrees to be the spokesmodel for the rebellion, and they go around and they're getting all the districts in Panem, which is like America, um, to, to <laughs> divided in in very strange long line districts. Yes. Um, so they uh, they they're getting all of them to join this rebellion, and with her help as the spokesmodel, and with a lot of just blowing up the government buildings uh they do and all the all the districts are banded together um now uh during some spokesmodeling katniss does get shot and so she spends some time recovering from that um yeah she gets a little shot she's a bit shot yeah and they also rescue uh the rebellion rescues Peta, who was being held captive by president snow and brings him back to the rebellion but he's been brainwashed kind of sort of he was sort of the spokesmodel of the non-rebellion right exactly and uh two spokesmodels i mean basically up to this point, just so you know, there's a rebellion going on. Millions of people perhaps are dying. And all we're hearing about is the two different spokesmodels and who's doing better at that. Yeah, and mm. I think spokesmodels are like the But Highlander. they're also in love. Yeah, and they're in love. For like, sure. that's important. Yeah, yeah. well, they're, they're not they're a girl, so you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Peta yeah. had an oopsie, so that's not quite gelling at the moment. Yeah, 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 because like the Highlander, there can be only one spokesmodel. So yeah. when Peta <laughs> gets back to the District 13, the first thing he does is tries to choke out Katniss and kill her. Um, <laughs> but he, he fails at that because she has friends. Um, and she's Katniss, and this book was written about her. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's not called the Peta <laughs> Games. <laughs> yeah, Colin knows Pe- better than to choke out her leading lady. This isn't Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, <laughs> if Peta just killed her. At Fifty that Shades stage of, of Grey reference was really good. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, experience with that. On okay, the show. go ahead. Yeah, um, if Peta just killed her. Yeah, at that point, very different book. Yeah, because then the rebellion would be like, oh no, there's not a twelve year old girl that we kind of like she's talking on 17, TV. Seventeen, all right. Okay, 
There's not a teenage girl we kind of like on TV. We give up being rebellious. Yeah. No. But instead, the rebellion goes on, and the re- rebels need to invade the capital to uh, take over and, and kick out President Snow and probably kill him. And um, uh, when they're doing that, there's all the main fighting, but they also want the spokesmodels to be the most spokesmodel-y. So they take all the uh, former victors of the games and a few other soldiers, and they put them in Hero Squad. And Hero Squad's job is to just go into relatively unbusy parts of the capital and get filmed while doing vaguely heroic-looking things. But then it all goes wrong when they start getting picked off by all the traps or pods that are in the capital, which are like, you know, here are a series of increasingly improbable traps that the capital has just laid, like uh, razor nets or black goo. Yeah, or... it's just like it's just like <laughs> in the arena during the games, except yeah. now it's in an urban environment. Correct. Yeah. 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 Susan Collins writing the games that she wrote in that first book again. But this time, like, she's just got the one concept. It was like, what if these kids were fighting? Yeah. And then she just keeps putting them in different backgrounds, like a green screen. But it's just the same fighting. But close quarters urban combat is hard, you know? And it's hard it to... It is, especially when the opponent has Gak that just comes from nowhere. <laughs> oh, God, it's the Gak! <laughs> Not Gak. It farts when you squeeze it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! Um, so one by one, this hero squad starts getting picked off and whittled down. Like, Finnick, uh, the guy with the trident from the last book, dies and... Uh, <laughs> You know, a bunch of other people die. And Katniss... That's a really sad part. It is also mm. really shocking that a guy with a trident in modern warfare <laughs> isn't going to be the yeah. survivor. <laughs> they have guns. Well, I mean, he would win underwater. Yeah. Yeah, if their thing was keeping the Little Mermaid in line. I was going to say, oh, wait, is Finnick the Little Mermaid's dad? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> King Triton. Yeah, yeah. King Finnick, Triton. King Titan. He, he grows up to be... Oh, yeah, because he's not Triton. That's. I thought he was Triton. Oh, yeah, I thought he was King Well, Kong. I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> never never seen, seen Little Mermaid? Wow. I'm, I'm, yeah, no. She reads wow. real books, all right? Yeah, yeah I, I read a literary journal. <laughs> you have no time for who's it's and what's it's galore. Yeah, I'm officially covered in flop sweat to be speaking with Sophie at this point. God. <laughs> it's not working out, guys. So, uh, so eventually the rebels do sort of win, uh, but the rebellion is not as virtuous as it might seem. So Coin, the leader of the rebellion, uh, winds up more or less murdering a whole bunch of children that Snow had around his house as a human shield uh, with some bombs that fall in parachutes. But they're two-part bombs, so once the doctors go, oh, shit, children, and run to help the children, the bombs explode again and kill all the doctors. So mm. it's, like, yeah, really bad. And the shitty. doctors include Katniss's sister, Prim. Right, this whole series of books, this whole revolution was for her to save Prim from getting killed, and then she blows it in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I literally oh, I into like smithereens. <laughs> I like that you laid that blame back at Katniss's door, Alex. It's, that was really classy of you. Everything that happens is Katniss's fault. Mm-hmm. It is super. I mean, the, the thing about Katniss is that everything that happens, she's like, it's all my fault. And that's just like a real woman. That's true. <laughs> it is. Like, that's how, that is, like, she is sort of like a real woman. In every way. She's 17 and yeah, does not realize the that there are other people in the universe. I don't know. It just feels like at some point, stop. Bl- it's just, I don't know. Stop I- blaming yourself. Stop. Stop trying to stop bad things from happening. You know, everyone's going to die. Just like do some drugs I and thought at go some- to bed. <laughs> yeah, there's at a- some point, I was sure Katniss would stop just being... Horrible. Uh, so b- hard to listen to. Like I, the third book, I thought she would get stronger. I thought at some point she was going to turn cool. Everyone says she's a badass because she can shoot an arrow at a deer or something. But it's like every book, it's just her. It's just 
low self-esteem in the future. That's all the series is. And it just keeps being... The first two books were not like that. I don't think. Yeah, the whole first two books, she was like, oh my god, I'm at fault. I did everything. This is all my fault. Everything. See, I... Yeah, I I have a different reading of this. Okay. But, I I, yeah, I guess I think that most, most action books and movies kind of gussy up anyone's survival of trauma as being like you just immediately like get stronger and like power up and like very few yeah like there's just a constant like elevation of your game and there's never any emotional consequence to just murdering a whole ton of people and i actually really appreciated that this book was like no this is pretty bad and you're going to spend a lot of time like sleeping and looking at a wall because you really can't deal with what's been happening i'm with tanya except like the writer what's her writer's name Suzanne okay Suzanne needed to like maybe not create such a horrible destitute world yes I agree with you completely (laughs) like the world like it's just so like gratuitous at a point it's like you know, it makes it it makes it hard to continue on because you're right that Katniss reacts the way that Katniss would react IRL she does I I, I mean yeah she's got post-traumatic stress disorder for the whole book I, I get that it's just that she also keeps saying that things are her fault that are not her fault. My favorite is when she's like, I've decided to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would I say, mean, yeah, I, should, I do yeah. think that the grimness in, in the world on the whole is it gets gratuitous pretty quickly. Yeah. But um, speaking of the end of this book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just to wrap up. Uh, so part of Katniss's deal at the end was if the rebels won, she was going to be the one who kills President Snow. And uh, But before she kills him, he reveals that it was Coin who did all the bad bombing of kids and her sister and everything. So she's about to <laughs> kill Snow with an arrow, and then she just turns her bow and shoots Coin instead, In kills Coin, and uh, Snow dies anyway. So then Vice President he gets trampled. takes over. Mm. Yeah, he gets trampled he, by a crowd. He gets trampled he, by the yeah. crowd. It's like Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then it switches. It switches oh, and Snow God, got a TV so for $100. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so it switches, and then it's all in past tense. Basically, Katniss gets with PETA. They have a, you know, kind of austere marriage back in District 12, and, the, and they have kids and stuff, and uh, nobody's ever truly happy again. No. Yeah, no. Everyone's depressed. They I should- don't know. They hooked up. They finally... The whole point of this book was whether or not she's going to hook up with... Right? Oh, yeah. And Gail was way too murdery, so she didn't hook up with him. Yeah, he was so... He was so hot, though. Yeah, he... <laughs> I mean, like... Just the way he's described, he's like such a hot guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. and isn't Pete? What? Okay, well, never well, mind. Let's actually, before we do that, <laughs> I understand your impulse. I know. But before we get to that question, we have to, you know okay. what? I want everyone else Thanks, to stop talking, and I just want to hear Sophie monologue about this for the next like forty five minutes. Uh, uh, delightful it would be, but we have a thing we have to do. We have a schedule to keep. Uh, we have to fine. start and end every discussion with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich, and it's how we continue. Mm-hmm. To be fair and legitimate criticism, not like those zines where you can just have one opinion. <laughs> we have to be fair. So, uh, Sophie, you have the right as the guest to go first or last in the opening comment. Last. Okay, great. Uh, Tanya, mm-hmm. how about you first? What's your uh, major compliment? Okay. Um, well, my major compliment slash reveal is that I, I didn't read this book for the show. I actually saw the first film and then panic read all three books in about three days because i needed to know what happened so i i have some significant issues with uh with hunger games but i also enjoyed it so go figure uh what's the uh what's the thing that you 
that keeps you going in that? What's the, the thing that's intriguing for you? Um, just like the other time when I admitted that like moments in movies right before people kiss is like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> um, I would say that it was really just the romantic like subplot, and I really did just need to know: was it going to be Gail or was it going to be Peta? Mm. Um, I yeah yeah. I'm, I, not a happy ending. I'm not a complex being, is what I'm trying to say. I I guess that's what I, I mean. I I understand that. I feel a little gross that she that it's using this kid romance to drag us through this really murdery gross thing, or using this really murdery gross thing to get people into a kid romance who wouldn't. It just feels like she like did this mashup ups of two genres to get people who are into different things together. I for me that- it was like such a good sorry Tanya, but oh, like no, it just fine. seemed like such a good opportunity to like start to address the real world like possibility of polyamory and she just completely <laughs> sidestepped Super that. Missed that like yeah. imagine okay so Katniss is with Peta and they like you know they get to have romance and then she's with Gail and they get to have like hunting dates and then like maybe they all have a three-way one time like that would be so much better but they it would be it didn't happen I think that uh, they and they were they were very anti that in that like the way they blackmailed Peta was yeah. like oh no during the time where she was not in a relationship with you she may have been nice to someone else and that's supposed it's to be like the end that's of the world. life sorry yeah. Tanya I'm so sorry Tanya <laughs> it's just so possessive no 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 I, I mean I no I completely thing. agree that there were there were definitely some opportunities that were not taken I wouldn't say that. I, I don't completely discount the like violent gross part of the book as just being like um completely unnecessary. Like I think that there's there's a chance for some interesting and productive conversations and I, I, I think that, you know, there's a there's a darkness there that isn't entirely unrealistic and I think that kids are naturally interested in that kind of thing and we don't address that very often. So I- I, but to get back to your compliment, I agree with you. It was a long and bloody will they or won't they. And it turns out they will. <laughs> Ross and Rachel, <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's uh, my major compliment is I, I kind of liked the series. So go figure. Chris, yeah. major compliment. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, it, for me, I did not read the books, uh, you know, except for right before we've seen all the movies. And now the right. movies are inextricably part of how I visualize all the characters in the books. Yeah, and um, it's it's a testament to to Jennifer Lawrence and the quality of the previous movies that I saw that her first Mockingjay speech where she's like, "If we burn, you burn with us," and all that. Like, I was moved. I was unexpectedly moved. Wait, by isn't that, that the one that she does really badly on the soundstage? No, 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 no. The one out like when when all the people die in the hospital. Um, oh yeah, like, yeah. Basically, when she's her first off. real spokesmodel field trip. Um, yeah. And uh, and she, I was moved. I was like picturing like you know the actors and the the whole like fire going on and and I think it'll be a good part. That you mean the time she was out on her propaganda snuff film? Ugh, boy. Yeah, yeah, boy. It's yeah. It's I mean it's a little weird. It's a little weird how many people die right next to her all the time. Yeah. Yeah, she, but that's just because she has a curse around her body. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> it's true. It's power it's of true. one part two, guys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Everyone you love will be murdered very close to you. Boy. Also, but in exchange, you get to be Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. also, as a downside, you're also cursed thinner. Huh. Thinner? Like, she oh, you mean like Hollywood? Me? Did you see the movie Thinner? Nobody saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, you... no. I watched the movie Thinner with some friends, and we got some ice cream first, and my friend said the best line of all time, which was, gotta get fatter before we watch Thinner. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's good. That is yep. the best line of all time. It is pretty good. Uh, I anyway. I just think that's. I, I. It's just the most ridiculous curse. I just like that curse. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my major compliment is. Uh, I love. Oh, it was so funny how she tried to work in the old timey weaponry into not just a modern but a futuristic war environment. Yeah, and mm. she had to make a trident and a bow and arrow seem super relevant. Two bow and bows and arrows. Yeah, it was so great. It was like they we we went down to the secret war lab and we turned this trident into a trident that would come back to you when you threw it. Like they still have guns and nuclear weapons. Yeah, they still have nukes. You know what doesn't need to come back to you when you throw it? A bullet. Yeah, because yeah. there are more bullets in the gun. Yep, yep, yeah. The one trident. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Uh. Also, how come the capital doesn't have body armor at all? Apparently, it has, like, skin visible on all of the body armor. Well, there like, are chinks, and they've trained very hard to find those chinks. But, like, what? Okay, but, like, visible skin? Did they have a bare midriff on this on this body armor? It's very weird. You gotta look good if you're gonna fight good, Alex. Yeah. I agree What's the that. point in doing are... all those crunches if you can't show off your eight-pack? Also, the, like, the bow and arrow where the... the the arrowhead explodes on contact like Uh uh-huh i like that your compliment is totally a compliment alex i no no i but i no i said it was really fun listening to her make that seem relevant (laughs) like the descriptions of them that scene where she was like we're updating old-timey weaponry for this modern was very funny alex got a giggle out of it Uh Mm, that's a compliment he likes to laugh you gave me a giggle (laughs) he loves to laugh I do love to laugh, Sophie. What is your major compliment? I have to give like a major one. Like it's like this is a big one. No, no, no. Uh, It's just the first of two. We do a compliment. Okay. Well, here it is, you guys. Mm. I am. I had no context with which to read this book. I had never read the other two. A week before this podcast, Alex said, "This is the book," and so I listened to it on double speed. And uh, I'll, and I got to know this girl Katniss, and see I am I work like in what could be described as an art therapist position in my life. I work with kids with PTSD, and all I could think in this whole book was like, wow, these people would be so fun to work with. Aww. Like I would want to finger paint with Katniss so bad. <laughs> I could just imagine the incredible art she'd do. Like if she could have just like some collage materials. Yeah. Like if she could really just process. And it just felt like a gold mine of like untapped, like tortured art. One of the things that happens in the second book actually is after the original Hunger Games, PETA deals with his PTSD uh, by painting. Yeah, see? I didn't read that. You didn't know that, but you're absolutely right. But like, I just, I had, I mean, like, it's sort of, it's sort of like when you have a crush on someone and you're like, oh, that would be a fun person to sleep with, but like, you can't ever sleep with them. But because you're not attractive, it was like kind of like that. Like, oh, I really want to just take her into my office and make her paint. But you couldn't because you're not attractive. <laughs> I also like that as a euphemism oh, right. for sleeping with someone. Take them yeah. into my office and make them paint. <laughs> We're I gonna mean, finger paint. Frankly, that would be the best date to find someone with PTSD. You can cure it with some paints and then a sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's sexy time. Take yeah. that smock off. I mean, Let's I know that's not how it works, but like, you know. Leave the smock on. Fantasies oh. exist for a reason. Don't leave the smock on. Don't get paint on your skin. <laughs> on your, on it's, your it's areas? Sexy. Yeah. Don't get paint on your areas. I, I think it's sexy. Well, is she, is she still 17? Yes. Okay, well, I wouldn't 
have sex with her, but like because of legal reasons. Right. But like I would. You would be marking the, the days. Also, <laughs> yeah, right. And like, okay, and I'd like, okay. Here's what I would do. Wait, wait, wait. This is. I figured it out. Okay, so we get her to paint. We get Pete to, to paint, mm-hmm. and then we have them experiment. Oh, oh, oh. We leave the guide to getting it on with them, so that they can get better at sex. And then when they're 18, we all join in. Right. Ah! Wait, where's Gail? <laughs> Well, who cares? I oh, think no. Gail died. I thought we were going to maybe gently introduce him to the mix. Yeah. I mean, I would. I liked Gail. I, he was my favorite. So I thought Peta was too hunky. Oh, I, interesting. Did I have a favorite? Nope. I liked, Probably I liked not. I think your favorite was like closing the cover of the book is what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> I liked the camera guy guys uh i liked that one war guy that she got along with i liked uh yeah i liked some people <laughs> that's mm. unconvincing <laughs> that squares with everything else that's that's been shared so far i uh no what i what all i said was i think that it's i think that this book is manipulative that's all i think i didn't I think hate all it. books are manipulative alex they try yeah, to tell it, you a story that didn't actually happen <laughs> fiction but yeah. Stop manipulating my feelings with untruths. <laughs> Stop I, reading. I you might not be a reader. I'm not much of it a reader. It might not be for you. <laughs> I, no, no. I just feel like, I feel like, uh, like especially because they played that clip at the end. By the way, we're getting into our hates now. Uh, they played that clip at the end of her describing how the book came about and answering some questions. And oh, uh, said sorry. That, what you mean is after the book, there was a special section where the author actually spoke and talked about her influences of the uh, like uh, on what made her create this world in this book. Exactly, uh, okay. exactly. And one of the things she said, this thing that I've seen her say in other quotes before, which is like she was ch- the way the book came out. She was channel surfing between the war and a reality show, which already is weird to me that you're just <laughs> like, oh, there's on a commercial break for Survivor. Let's see who's shooting in Iraq. Like that's a weird mentality. But then she said, like her thing is like I saw some all these creepy similarities, and so I decided to like. That she's making this political point about how violence is uh, is commodified, but she's made a billion dollars commodifying violence. And the reason her books are successful is because they're horrifying and not because we're reading them to be disgusted by it, but because it's fun to hear about kids murdering each other. That's, like, she's mm, part of the problem. Well, I, you know, no, would no I completely this? disagree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Do you know what would make this better? Is if instead of a billion dollars commodifying violence, someone got a million dollars commodifying violins. Mm. Like That's not Yamaha helpful. <laughs> I, I disagree with you too. You're th- I, I want to hear why Tanya does. She Tanya keeps having intelligent points, and I want her to say what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No pressure whatsoever. No, I think that that's I, I, I think that the the complexity of the situation that she's portraying. And yeah, I think that, you know, there's a there's an element of it that is that is turned up too high. But I think that in order for her to make her point for her audience, it has to be a little bit fantastical. And you have to have, you can't just have a reality show host the way that we know them now. You have to have an Effie trinket. You have to have people that are, that are up to 11 or 12 to 
completely like to create this sort of immersive world but that world is telling you things about the world that you're actually inhabiting and letting you look a little bit more closely at like okay like how does the news cycle handle violence and how do we like react to news of death in our current like lives and how many people have to die before it's something that's interesting or like a point of discussion and you know like all of these i think that there's just so much about like like the fact that you think that it's unrealistic that she's flipping between a reality show and the news cycle, that's how television is. No, okay, like that's so, exactly so the points, kind of like stream of information that you encounter every single day. Um, I mean, no, I, my point is that that is funny that that is how she watches the news, that she was not that interested in the war, that she was just as she was equally interested in the war and survivor. I think it says more about her than about the I news. I think cycle. that says a lot about every single American. I don't think that that has that's anything to do. That's war. not Suzanne Collins being a super weirdo. That's I, I consume the news that way all the time. I open my I browser, it's, it's I the think BBC, the, like world news i read about people being blown up in other countries and then i switch over to cup of joe and read about some mom in brooklyn like with her two kids and like what she went and bought in terms of jeans recently like that's exactly how people operate yeah uh but she's she's saying at the same time that she was not that interested in the war that she wasn't actually paying attention to that news cycle how much do you actually pay attention to the war alex during that war i was i was young but uh... (laughs) I'm just saying I think that people want to feel like they feel passionately about current international events and in reality they are just as interested in finding out who went home on Top Chef I think this I don't think this uh, uh, book has shed any light on the way this culture consumes violence but instead has shown us that we still like to consume violence if she writes it fun enough that if you add a will they or won't they episode element throughout the violence then we'll be even more excited like i think she's just proving that what she's what she's proving is that she does understand how much people want to buy violence because she's profiting off it and i think you're ascribing an interest in violence to everyone who purchased this book and i don't think that's fair i think that i think there's a huge portion of why it's successful do you know what would make this better is instead of if there was a surplus of violence there was a surplus of violins (laughs) (laughs) I can't go anywhere without kicking a violin by accident. <laughs> yeah. A violins are starving in the streets, and I have no bread for them. Yes. The I, composition of string quartets is now eight violins to one cello. <laughs> I, did anybody have anything superficial they didn't like about The Hunger Games? About the last book? I hated everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like just I was such a challenge to have a compliment. I like I would like have to stop sometimes and just breathe and be sad. And, like I thought it I thought it was written I mean, I guess you guys just read bad books all the time and yeah, that's fine. But we like very practiced. it's just so like my I have a things to do. Like my life is has purpose for me and like the, the amount of <laughs> that like, makes one of us yeah <laughs> the amount of like just whoa and like saw like sadness and just like i thought i think katniss i would never be her friend i never would be her friend i mean yeah, i would do some art therapy yeah, yeah, with her, but, her like, therapist. It, but like you don't want to cross that you might want to sleep with her should be her friend no it's, well, but i mean i don't even, even like, i don't even know how to be like, i mean like Probably my biggest complaint is that, like, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, that's a reasonable complaint. <laughs> that is totally fair. Not entirely the book's fault. Uh, not, not, but, like... But- I just want... Wait, hold on. Go back for just one second. I just don't understand why you're willing to be her therapist. 
you're willing to have a threesome with her as soon as she turns 18, but you won't be friends. Well, I'm willing to be anyone's therapist. I'll have a threesome with anyone as long as it's legal. And she's horrible. (laughs) She's just like, I mean, it's just that she, okay, I like get that she has like nice motives. She reminds me a lot of, I think it's that she reminds me a lot of myself when I was 17, but I didn't have any of the cool like shooting stuff. Like it's just so much of like, like, you know, whine, 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 complain, complain, complain. Like, everyone's dying. Corpses are all around. I have, you know, like, everyone's just going to die. It's like, yeah, if you're just going to die, why, like, go die. Everyone should just die. They should just <laughs> blow up. The, like, why Why try? Humanity is not that important. We're all just a blip in the eternal ether of the universe. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, just let President Space Heater come in and nuke everybody. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, this is too far gone. Nothing. There's nothing salvageable here. Like, let's just have a... Everyone should just... What? Who cares? This, I, you know? I'm surprised that no one went that direction philosophically. Or at least in my my memory, there's not anybody who kind of goes super nihilistic. Yeah, this book was short on nihilists. Although Jennifer, who was the guy who said like maybe we're just going to wipe us all out and a better species will come along? Was that Gale? That sounds like something Gale might have said. Somebody, yeah, but it was sort of said half-heartedly. I don't know. And and Katniss is a little bit, you know, sort of nihilistic at times. I had to decide whether or not I wanted to smile, and after much deliberation, <laughs> I had I, one corner of my mouth turned upward before I remembered about the the bread. You just want, uh, <laughs> dear reader, I grimaced at him. <laughs> I didn't know if I liked him because he is a human man and I don't like any of them, but then I heard him try to crack a joke, and while I haven't the capacity to laugh, I decided perhaps I would like him for a moment before distrusting him again. Behind the Buddies is brought to you by our fabulous Meat Buddies. Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies and your small monthly donation will help keep our favorite podcast on the air and we'll appreciate it really hard. Come in, come in, have a seat, ladies. Thank you. I'll stand. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm Danny Prosciutto, and I am the head of the official welcome committee here in Meat Town. And you are... (laughs) I'm Emily. I've been around for a while, but I just became a meat buddy. And I'm Baroness Van Moneybags. And I'll choose to remain anonymous. Ah, yes, yes. Well, the Baroness, it's good to have you here. I heard you were coming. So... So glad to have you both as our newest meat buddies. Oh, and by the way, uh, this is my friend Cool Judge. Take a load off. Have some jerky. Oh, thank you. Mm, I just want to take a second to register my displeasure with the term meat buddies. I'm, I'm sorry? The term meat buddies. It sounds gross. I, I'm sorry, I don't understand. She means it's not very Anna. Uh, oh, well, we uh, want everything to be as Anna as possible here. Uh, that's how Kyle designed Meat Town. So, what is it that you thought was not very Anna? Uh, the term Meat Buddies, in my opinion, isn't very Anna. I still don't understand. In Meat Town, you can't just say something is an Anna. You need to put any criticism in between two Darcy's. It's called a Darcy sandwich. Yes, yes, very right. Ah, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Um... I think the salami clouds look very nice. Uh, the term meat buddies isn't very Anna, and it sounds like something pickup artists would call women. And uh, the gravy river seems like it would be fun to take a float in. 
Very well said. Uh, unfortunately, we can't possibly change the name now because we said it once, and that's how things work around here. Uh, even if you said it accidentally, it immediately becomes law. We turn it into the skid. The rules here are completely arbitrary, but strictly enforced. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Ah, um, the streets smell like ham, which reminds me of my hammy mother. That rule system seems like a dangerous way to run a town. And that hat fits you pretty well, my dear. She's got a point. Meetings are for losers. Let's play Parcheesi, man. It's like trouble, but from India. I bet your meetings are hilarious. <laughs> Does everyone have to, like, run a lap around the block anytime they start two sentences in a row with the same letter? Well, they do now. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I am so sorry. And now you have to run a lap. Whoops. Well, I'll be right back. Uh, two laps. T- uh, terribly sorry. Oh, nuts. I'll be right back. I'm not trying to be a pain. I just wanted to vote against the term. Well, that's a lap for you, too. Run with us. Oh, sassafras. Well, so anyway, we don't really vote per se. Cool Judge is the uh, final arbiter of everything. We just take her word for it. And Cool Judge says, the name can stand. Reminds me of my boyfriend, Space Pig. Ooh, I should skedaddle if I'm not going to be late for our Froyo date. Man, you are cool. I'm back. Beef Mountain is beautiful in sunset. This new rule isn't very in at all. And something, I mean everything, smells like gravy. Excellent. Emily, you're very Anna. Uh, you, you really do get Meatland. I like that. You know, I get Meatland too. The point is that it's not well designed or thought out or terribly hygienic. But it is kind of a bonus since we donated to the podcast without expecting anything. So in a way, it's all gravy. Isn't that right? It is now. Boom shakalaka. Uh, Congratulations, Baroness. You made the gravy literal and metaphorical. You're a true meat buddy. Meat high five. I don't regret donating at all. Hip 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 hooray! Hip hip hooray! Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies and help keep our show floating down the tracks. A small monthly donation makes a big difference for us. You'll enjoy it more if you lower your expectations. Also, you all have to take a lap. Sorry. Sustained. Please pay attention to my rhyme so I can tell you all about this pal of mine. He's my buddy, my best friend. When it's a beat, I need it to be he'll land. I want to take time out. Uh, all right, so let's play our next game. Uh, how would you fail to survive? Or, if you prefer, we can play a version of Juggernaut, uh, which is called How Would You Seriously Try to Win This War If You Were the Evil Government? So, uh, as usual, we have a very dangerous situation. A lot of stuff is going on, and you can choose which side you're on and whether you're going to do well or not. Who has yeah. an opinion about how they would have played this thing? Uh, wait, played this thing as the as the bad if you were the baddies. The baddies. Oh, the baddies! I yeah. see. Or you could be a goodie. No, how would you fail to survive as a good guy, or or win as the baddies? I want to do fail to oh. survive as a good guy. Go for it. Okay, how would you fail to survive as a good guy? I would kill myself. Obviously, <laughs> like there's not even a question about it. As a result of it. what? Like and nihilism and depression and like you know and so and I would do it in a fun way, okay? Because this world needs more fun. Uh-huh. So I would swallow <laughs> like, so you risk with a party hat on. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, no. 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, I mean, no, I would, I would maybe wear a hat, but I would like <laughs> fill the hat and like swallow a lot of candies and like swallow a lot of sh- sheets of paper that say like it's not worth it. Death is better. And like, um, you know, like oh, I fill my hat with more with all of the food I stole. I would steal food and then because uh-huh. there's not, it's not readily available, but I would like steal it and then you know I'd be killed for sure. But I'd also swallow some dynamite and I light myself up and then I would explode like a pinata. Everyone would get the food. Everyone would see the notes I filled my body with and they would all follow suit. I, and also the food would mix with your flesh and then maybe you'd get cooked up and eaten. Oh, yeah. I mean, like so many good things come from this. Like no one. People get food. I am dead. Like that is so mm. good. I, I, was, I was with you up until the end of step one. Yeah, I was I was I was with you up to the end of step one. I'll eat a lot of candy. Yeah. I was with that part. Yeah, that was good. I mean, look, <laughs> do you guys understand how bad this life is that these people yeah. have? There's no, I no do. Perp- Like, just here's the thing about death is that when you die, you get to enter into the into the soil and grow flowers or trees. And we know there's trees in this world. Like, that's better. Okay, okay. but That's better. Remember and how- you know that District 13 is going to use every part of the Sophie Pinata. Yeah. Okay, but remember how some people believe that heaven is whatever you want it to be? No, who says that? People say that. Heaven's they, they say not heaven, real. Heaven is whatever you believe it is. And I think no, that heaven sorry. is. <laughs> okay, what do you think it is? Of the Hunger Games. You think heaven is District 13 of the yeah, Hunger so Games? Yeah, so you die and you're just back in this. Suicide so you make a Sophie Pinata? is a cardinal sin, so there's no way I'm going to heaven. Well, but uh, in. Heaven in is a heaven, very strict schedule tattooed on your arm. It is, and and specifically, so you're in District 13, you kill yourself, and then you're just back in District 13, and then it's just forever that. Well, that's So Groundhog fine. Day? I like yeah, Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day, but like with a lot more rules. Guys, I don't know why you're rejecting my great idea that is <laughs> I'm so <not>. wonderful. <laughs> Sophie, I'm not, and I would do exactly what you're going to do as the goodie, but I can't because I would just get killed because of my own incompetence. Like, yeah, I that's, that's way more likely well, uh, so, for me if so I were a good fortunately guy. Fortunately for you, though, the uh, bad guys are also super incompetent. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure the entire strategy of the Capitol is just to annoy Katniss with PETA footage. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing that you actually, Alex, you you had a secret to being successful as a baddie earlier that I realized would have been really effective if they had just referred to Katniss as a teenager a lot. Yeah. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, ooh. And if they just been like, yeah, I guess your teenage icon is like really helping you over there. Like, woo, Mockingjay. Like, yeah, if they'd just right. been really sarcastic about her, I would have been on board a whole lot more. Yeah. I mean, this Ooh, definitely Mockingjay gets the can tag. drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mockingjay is going to be a great symbol for your democracy when she can vote in another year. Yeah. When she gets all of her hormonal acne under control. <laughs> I... I do think that it's this, I mean, this definitely falls in the category of a lot of books we've read, which is like, where are the adults? Why is, there's not a single adult that people can rally behind in this whole world. It's just kids that have to do everything. Well, a lot of the parents are like shell-shocked and ineffectual. I mean, if you're just looking at like Katniss's immediate family. Well, certainly with her family, but like with the bad guys, they're like, couldn't they just be like, yes, the other team has a very uh, sassy spokes model and... We have by far the superior military, and we're going to use that to our advantage. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like an evil dictatorship, I think they could have disappeared her a lot easier than they have oh, yeah. bows and arrows. We have hovercraft. Yeah, right. Like this, <laughs> we've got a lot military. of gelatin. <laughs> yeah, they can make gelatin. They can make l- lizard people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
could just make vicious, really hard to kill lizard people and unleash them. Or there's a beam of light that dis- disintegrates your flesh. Why yeah, not have, just point they that? They have that. They Why have that. Like, that. They're fighting that against That smoke them. that just blisters you and turns you into a delicious yeah, yeah, Shisito yeah, yeah. pepper. Yeah. And they're fighting against a guy with a trident. <laughs> Who's like, they have coming at them at, at a brisk jog. Like, come on. Use your weapons. Use your superpower, idiot. Even if the superpower is jello and it just goes... I mean, that might not be the best weapon. Also, I don't think that necessarily... Uh, I think that the lizard people as a wartime strategy is a little suspect as well. Uh, but it's adorable <laughs> and fun, and so I do like that. <laughs> but surely that technology could be put into something that could quash a rebellion. Mm, the, yes. Their entire strategy is like, oh, but what if we put Pete on TV, and then what if we brainwashed him and gave him back to you? Well, they do want to win hearts and minds, you know. I think they should try to win the war first. That's true. Yeah, and when think, you have an army of unstoppable lizard people, you know. Yeah, you can win the body and then later try to work on the hearts and minds. You have lizard people. You have laser smoke. You have <laughs> jello from nowhere. Yeah, I think maybe priorities are a little a little screwy for the for the people in power. Yeah. Like hearts and minds maybe not top of the list from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, President Printer Cartridge was like just had all of these options that he was not taking. <laughs> President just... Epson has a long and storied history of making mistakes. <laughs> He's also There's low no... on mauve. If we yeah. <laughs> like, all I can think when I hear all of you talking is like, and my and you know, like hearing this book is just like this species is done. Like we are done. This is like not no longer a functional species like get mm. this species off the earth and just how can you do that i don't know floods i don't know. <laughs> you just want to kill everyone kind of yeah all Instead of these being the capital team you want to be just god from the old testament kind of like just get rid of them like this is so beyond noah like everything is so bad no one's good kill Everyone. <laughs> Except Cadness and Peta. Cadness is horrible. Okay, Peta, She's though. so Peta, they're both so broken. They're unsalvageable. Like get rid of them. Okay, but dad ass. <laughs> Did you say dat ass? Yeah, Peta's really cute, right? <laughs> no, I said he's hunky. Like that's not yeah. good. I like skinny glasses wearing <laughs> hipsters who well, like look guess- like women. I I thought that Peta was a little, I thought he was a little desiccated in the last book. Like, doesn't he, he's not like doing crunches in the Capitol. Like, he's mostly just being like brainwashed and And like, and starved. So he's like, he's kind of on the skinny side. I thought Gail was getting more like Rambo-y. Who cares? Kill everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, Sophie, when I asked you to join us for this book, not expecting the full nihilist uh, extinction (laughs) plan. I the can't believe not platter. everyone's thinking that. It's not even like an a- angry thought. It's like just this is loving. This is nurturing. This is like get okay, rid of her. This yeah. is like a farm death okay, where you I didn't see an animal say kill and it's other species. Well, you said flood. The cats are not going to make it through oh, the flood. Oh, flat cats make it through everything. I just I think that maybe like there are other options. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know. I it's just killing the whole human race like always feels like a little extreme to me. There are other options. Like maybe uh, run away from that race, like go live in the woods with the cats. Well, does anyone wonder about like other countries in this world? Yeah, what about the other countries? Yeah, what about the rest of Earth? Because this is still on Earth. Scandinavia is still doing great. Yeah, like is there people in Denmark just like wow? What are they doing over there? Yeah, (laughs) this is like exactly how I felt about the movie Frozen. 
It was like, yeah. where, what, where is the rest? Where are these stone people coming from? And like, <laughs> what's the rest of the world doing? Why is this, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, it's the same thing where it's like, you know, get out of there. Yeah, I bet like <laughs> if you leave to go to Denver, Denmark and you people are just like not, on, not having wars, they're just enjoying their uh, billion gigabits per second internet and hang and expensive living conditions and just having a great time. I do really like the idea of like Katniss runs away and finds all the cats. And though our next book will be Katniss and the Cats. Uh-huh. And that's a fun title. And then they can, right. then Which they also can, sounds like a band. Committing acts of violins against each other. Everything with you is either genocide or puns today. It's, that's every day. That's, welcome to my life. <laughs> Awesome. Let's do the second half of our compliment sandwich now, you guys. Let's wrap things up. We got to get going. Uh, but this, we're gonna have to go in reverse order. So I have to give compliment, another compliment. Which means this is I have the, to give another compliment. The Dig last deep. nice thing you'll ever have to say about Mockingjay. But now is the time. Okay. Well, I am gonna say this for those listening at home. Sophie is pinching the bridge <laughs> of her nose. <laughs> she looks really tortured. Right concentrating now. real hard. Okay. Look. So I'm a birder. Okay. And when I think about uh-huh. what a mocking jay would be like, uh-huh. that's really sounds fun. A, a bird that sang songs that you sang. Well, for me it's like okay, the 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 yeah, I mean it's not the way that it is in the book is not how I would picture it. I would picture like a mockingbird and a blue jay and they get together and they mate and they create a corvid that like can steal nests and also can can remember where I buried a nut. I like that. Wow. Ornithological yeah. powers. <laughs> that was pretty good. So I thought the title of the book <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah. gave me some um, good things to think about. You're from, on that. Yeah. And, uh, and then that half blue jay, half mockingbird would lead a revolution. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. All right. So I'm <laughs> stopping at the title. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, That's awesome. Good title. My minor compliment is for a very small moment. You were you were complaining about earlier when she had to like think about whether or not to smile mm-hmm. uh, and decide whether or not to laugh. What I did like was uh, with one of the uh, soldiers she was working with, he said something funny and she said, I decided to like him. Yeah, I remember that part. And I, I really enjoy, and I'm going to try that more often. I decided to like him. Where I'm going to decide mm-hmm. to like people early on and, and just give people, like early on you're like, yeah, that was funny. I'm going to like you. Aww. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's to like overlook helping me think humanity isn't doomed when you say things like that. Right. Also, I'm in, in this humanity, <laughs> not that one. Well, this one's not that different. Listen to oh. Tanya at the beginning. Oh. I think it Listen is. to my, uh, my unbridled shouting. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. What's your minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment is uh, something that I thought was very realistic and true that happened in this book, which is when they're all in a bomb shelter in District 13. And uh, everybody's really bored. Uh, the Katniss becomes very popular because she plays with the cat Buttercup and a laser pointer. And Buttercup hates that laser pointer. Yeah. And uh, and everyone plays very a game called Crazy Cat. And that's just like real life. And cats and laser pointers are pretty fun. Oh yeah. I watched uh, Sophie's cat, cat Coltrane this morning uh, tr- uh, with a rubber lizard, a little tiny oh. fake lizard that he loved. 
hated. He had wrestled with for like an hour. (laughs) He would just like, he'd forget about it and then he would pounce on it and knock it around and then be surprised by its movement and think it's alive and try to kill it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. If I was in a bomb shelter, that would definitely help. Oh God. Cats, everyone. Uh, Although I (laughs) had, Chris, just as a a very small side note, she did say I played a, a game called Crazy Cat. Uh, where I move the laser pointer around and he tries to get it. And I think that is a bad understanding of what a game is. Because that cat was crazy. It was just, it's just no. a cat being crazy, but like there was no rules yeah. to that game. There was no winner. A game is like when you put a bunch of people in a field and only one can survive. Yes, exactly. That would be a game, for example. <laughs> That's one example of a game. Uh, but the crazy cat was more like just a fun activity, not a game. Uh, Tanya, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? I just, a lot has shifted for me over the course of this episode. I don't know if I have any more compliments. A very oh, special wow. episode for Tanya. Very, oh. Are you <laughs> well, okay? Like, do you want to, are you fine? <laughs> I was worried, about, I was going to ask you the same thing, Sophie. Oh, no, I'm great. My life is wonderful. I'm great. Kill them all. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. My life is wonderful. I hope humanity doesn't survive. Uh, no, I was going to... I w- originally, my plan had been to compliment the, the sort of relentless grimness, but I don't even know that I agree with that anymore. Oh. No, yeah. do it. Do it. Do you like that uh, she's a strong female lead in this book? What? I like that you a strong female lead. I feel like this is like you being in class, not having read the book, and like guessing (laughs) when the person calls on you. (laughs) Isn't she like a strong female? Like it's feminist because she's 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 a woman, you know, and like she has a kid, but she doesn't even like it. So that seems like you know, she totally wins, right? That's how you win. I just think that's funny. You just yeah, she puts on a dress and she's like, I don't even like dresses. (laughs) Guys, America's Next Top Model is kind of the Hunger Games. Everything just because they're hungry and it's a game. Mm. See, better understanding of games uh, uh, than Crazy Cat Game. Uh, Tanya, dig deep. I need you to get me one. Or you like you have to run a lap about the beginning. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay, I got something. I got something. Um, I liked her. I liked her glam squad when they like they come back. Wait, Mm -hmm. am I thinking of this? That's in this movie, isn't it? Okay, that's real. Sorry, I suddenly was like, did they Grand all... squad, assemble! Yeah, and yeah. even though they're, like, tattered and, like, shaky Tortured. and, like, crying a lot, um, I still... <laughs> I liked that... Because that's kind of... And, uh, Sophie, I feel like you pointed something out that I, like, had thought of in passing but hadn't really, like, latched onto, which is that, like, she is a terrible lady friend and she doesn't have friends. Like, mm. she doesn't have any God, yeah. female friends. Even the cat doesn't like her. No which is messed really. up and, like, a bad sign. Like, when I meet people that are a gender and they don't have people of that same gender that they can relate to, right? it's a weird it's, sign. It's a bit of a red flag, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always like, oh, what's what's up there? I mean, I, like, intuited by watching the first 30 minutes of the first movie that she has, like, a young black friend girl for a while who probably dies yeah that, that girl dies. that girl totally dies but in, like, i uh, a really a scary way yeah. like yeah oh, okay. it's upsetting Just, it's all upsetting um <laughs> yeah. but then and then there uh, is there's like this like symbolic and ineffectual like mourning of like this like largely black community for this girl and then that kind of like it sparks some other stuff but we never really mm. get back to like how that played out for that community which is mm. also kind of a bummer but can i ask realistic. in the book does like suzanne describe her as being like an african-american she child does say that her skin is dark yes. so there's definitely oh, uh, yeah and that that was a yeah because people i guess some color, people skimmed over shades. that and there was actually oh. an uproar when the 
actress was cast and they were like, oh, she's not who we thought. But right. I don't. Anyway, so. Okay. Play, play <laughs> squad. Yeah. Oh, she but was that's great. the one time when it seems like Katniss is having just like a regular like palling around kind of interaction with some people that aren't just talking about like the revolution. Yeah, she did have sort of a palling around uh, with her her uh, friend who was stealing her drugs later. Mm. Oh, Jenna Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. And then and then like just that just ends and she doesn't ever see her again. <laughs> Yeah, it just just not explained. It just disappears. Those yeah, those glimpses of like anything lighter or yeah. were something that you really, I found myself really glomming onto in this book in particular. Is she really, Jenna Malone. Yeah, yeah, I oh, love Jenna Malone. Yeah, she's no, and she's yeah. really great in the the second movie. I liked her a lot. I saw her once at a Costco. No, you didn't. I did. Oh. Also, guess who did not see Jay Z and Beyonce last night? This guy. That's okay. In concert or just on a street? Did, on, they were they were at a club, uh, right uh, across the street from the club that I did my stand up show. Hmm. They were hanging out, listening to a DJ, and we we rushed over and I saw their their fleet of black SUVs driving away, but we just missed them. That's oh, okay. I what don't club know. were they at? Hi ho. Oh, I didn't see them either. <laughs> no. uh, but other people definitely did see. Actually, I don't know if Jay, if Beyonce was actually there. I know Jay Z was there, uh, but I was like just a second too late. That's okay. You look the same. What? Even though you had that experience, you look the same. You look unchanged. But I feel changed by almost having seen him. Yeah. Mm. You look like you feel changed. I did a show at the High Home Lounge the day, two days ago. That's cool. He was hanging out in a place that I've performed. That's neat. Or That's... he was hanging out at a place where you performed. That's exactly what he just said. That's what I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Or he was hanging out at a place where you performed. Wait, wait, but it's possible that that's not the case, but instead I had performed at a place and he was hanging out there. But I changed the inflection to imply that Jay-Z was lucky to be in Alex's space. Oh, I see. That's very nice of you. I felt like... You're right. Let's all like... contemplate how lucky Jay-Z is right now. <laughs> Take your time. Have you... Take your time. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> All right, you guys. That's it for our show, or that's for that's it for our conversation about the Hunger Games. That wraps up the Hunger yes. Games. Yes, uh, we'll be back again next week talking about the movie Mockingjay. Though mm. this is our last Hunger Games talk. Mockingjay well, part, part of the one. first. We're have to wait like another like seven years to get part. This two. was a you... short book that was kind of light on plot. How is this two movies? Yeah, the first movie oh, is just going to be, be her underground in a bunker of... being sad. Because of marketing, yeah. I mean, like that's now. There's a whole thing in Wired magazine about this franchise of splitting the, the third in a yeah, trilogy into two totally. parts and like how much money you make. And like it was an angry, it was like the angry nerd column. It's one of the best ones I've ever read. Yeah, I. You should link to that. If I yeah. got a genie, I would use one of my three wishes to make that never happen again. That's stupid. That's a weird way to use your wishes. Wait, Alex. Don't you think do Alex that. should have? Don't, don't use wishes. one of your wishes for that. That's not what. Yeah, happened. really. Do you, can, you know what you can do, Alex? For the most part, just don't go to those. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like the show they never makes happened. Me. I have to for the show. Well, well that's Alex, a choice you're making. I gotta tell you, like, there's starvation. There's like, <laughs> there's some real stuff going on. I'm helping everybody out. Nobody wants this. Make it so that anyone who's suffering only lives with cats. Oh, that seems like a monkey's paw situation. (laughs) I was going to say, uh, I don't know. I think some people would really Hemingway pretty hard at at, at that. That might (laughs) be be a dicey road. What if you were suffering because you had a cat allergy? 
I feel like I'm going to write a story about it and publish it in my literary journal. That sounds nice. Do you, you hand bind it? No. All right. So uh, <laughs> that's all All that and more next week. Thank you again to our new meat buddies, uh, Emily and the Baroness Vaughn of Moneybags. Also, thank you. Emily came out uh, in, to New Orleans to see me do a show at this oh, festival. Wow. wow. Emily, you're pure gold. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations, super- Thoroughbreds. It was... <laughs> It was super nice. I, I like. I like that you're going to keep counter programming the name Meat Buddies with thoroughbreds. Just whispering it. Um, also, I want to say that I, w- I want to point out that the uh, Baroness von Moneybags uh, uh, came in at the ten dollars a month level. Whoa! Which is awesome because that is not the. F- we've had a few of those before, and it's it's really great. Um, but sh- that's the same price as Spotify, and so to the Baroness von Moneybags, our podcast is worth the same amount as all of recorded music besides Taylor Swift. <laughs> Well, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, the T Swift's pretty good too. She is. You sold separately. Um, <laughs> but thank you for uh, thank you both of you. Those those are both hugely flattering things. Yeah, everyone likes you. You have no reason to explode yourself full of candy I, and notes that, I can, that have can a I lot of important one information on them. A whole bag of candy. Yeah, you can do step one all the days. I'm gonna do it. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, if, I'd love to hear your opinions on this uh, contentious yelling issue from earlier in the show. I liked that part. Interesting. That's my opinion. Well, Post so, it in the comment. I wanted. I want to know two things. One, did you like that we were shouting? And two, and not being funny. And two, where do you weigh in on that issue? I want to know if anyone else feels like it's a bit exploitative, or if everybody thinks it's uh, a commenta- uh, an excellent commentary on the society. Yeah, I think it. that's a false comment binary. about it. But I agree with Tanya. She had some real points. Uh, Facebook.com slash read and weep is a good place. Also at read underscore weep. You can give us the short version and uh, you can comment on this episode, read dash weep.com. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, our meat suits. Read.com slash meat suits. Sorry, meat buddies. Read.com slash meat buddies. Uh, thank you for being here as always at C. Walter Smith. Uh huh. Always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. And at the oh. Tanya Best. Wamp, wamp. And thank you for joining us, Sophie Johnson. It was my pleasure. Neutronsprotons.com, where you can buy her literary journal. Thanks. That was sounded real. And you can read it there. And weep. You don't have to, though, about, although I'm <laughs> guessing some of your shit is pretty sad. It's sad. Uh, I'm wait. really depressed. Um, buy me some stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also... Do you tweet at Neutrons Potrons? I tweet at Sophie Lucido Joe. Sophie Lucido Joe. Yep. I like it. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for joining us, Sophie. I really appreciate it. It was a blast. You seem like you're doing great. I'm so happy. All right, I'll talk to everybody next week. Shh. If you want to be with me, I'll be with you.